This is the Facing Homelessness podcast, featuring stories written by authors who are on the streets, on the margins, and vulnerably housed. Staying Clean, In Search of a Shower and Dignity, by Matt Hoffman, read by Isaac Shaw. When I was alone, sleeping alone in public, collecting dirt in layers, and becoming more convinced that no one cared at all, my largest concern was cleanliness. I didn't want to look homeless and dirty. I didn't want to stink and repel people. I didn't want to slide further away from civilized living and a chance to regain my life. How could I get a job looking and smelling like I'd been camping for a week? Also, I have oily skin. Sometimes I feel the need to shower multiple times a day, and I still might not feel clean. On the street, it was rare that I could shower multiple times in a week. My counselor at the homeless agency liked to tell me that her father would say, Missy, don't even talk to me until I have had a shower, a shave, and a cup of coffee. When you're on the street, It's difficult to tell people that they cannot talk to you until you've showered because you don't have access to one. It's hard to tell others the truth. It's hard to say, I am scared, I am alone, my teeth hurt, I feel dirty, I feel unloved, I feel neglected, I am afraid. When you try to say it and people ignore you, that makes it even worse. I felt dirty, oily, unwashed, ugly, and gross. I had nowhere to hide. My struggles were public. I had no room to go into and cry and bury my head in the pillow. I had no stuffed animals to talk to. I had no privacy. I could hardly sleep at night for fear that I'd be beaten, robbed, and raped. I would read in the morning about the crucified homeless man they found in the park and the murdered homeless man they found at the nearby band shell, and I would be happy that the police were waking me up to check my ID for my safety, as opposed to a murderer or a rapist. If you were going to wake me up in the night, I hoped you were the police. Once on the bench at Independence Park, I was awoken at 3.30 in the morning by a lecherous man caressing my thigh as though I had invited it simply by being there. I had never been so stupefyingly appalled and repulsed by my entire community than I was at that moment. And he thought my repulsion was funny. He was surprised that I was upset. I was not laughing. I rode my bike to the garden at the church on Hawthorne and cried afterward for 20 minutes. All I wanted was a shower. All I wanted was my life back. All I wanted was to sleep without some strange man rubbing my thigh. The largest problem I encountered was the difficulty I had staying clean. There are a lot of showering options available if you have money. Not many homeless people have a secret stash of money lying around. Garden hoses, while they are frigid, make excellent showers in the summertime. Get some soap and some shampoo, a bathing suit, and some flip-flops, and anyone's driveway becomes your own personal shower. It helps to ask their permission first. And if you aren't able to ask permission, 
they confront you, it can help your case to gently remind them that they didn't ask your permission to treat you like trash. And if they had, you would not have granted that permission to begin with. This is easiest on weekend days when many homeowners can be found hosing their cars down, watering their lawns, or playing with their pets and children. You might be surprised as to how many of the homeowners around your town might be helpful towards you based on your state of mind and their own. If you don't beg for money, food, or other material possessions, most people enjoy helping others out. Many of them even seem to gleefully say we're the chance to spray water on me. Certainly doing so is far easier than inviting me into their home. And they can still feel proud of themselves. In 2010, I'd been homeless for about two and a half years. I was dirty, unshowered, and felt just plain gross. No one wanted to talk with me, get close to me, hire me, listen to me, or see me. Being filthy, oil-covered, and nasty kept me in a pit of homelessness, self-disgust, and public rejection. At this point in time, I had borne out my welcome at the local YMCA's. When I first became homeless, I used the YMCA's to grab a shower every few days. Most YMCA's were very gracious with me. I was appreciative. For some reason, and without warning, the YMCA's began blocking me from showering. It was curious to me, because their method of denial was to deny me that they were ever allowing me to shower to begin with. Another option I had used to shower was the local aquatic center. Unfortunately for me, and for them, I'd exhausted my welcome there also. With those options gone, I turned to showering outdoors. Beyond the garden hoses, which I mentioned previously, I found solace in the outdoor showers oftentimes found at outdoor pools and apartment complexes and at hotels. It's interesting feeling like you have to steal a shower. When you're unwashed, you feel self-conscious in public. You feel like you might carry around a cloud of stench around with you, a cloud of stench that unfortunately irritates those that surround you. When you're dirty, homeless, and feeling ashamed, you might become convinced that your filth is the only impression that others have of you. It also becomes the only impression you have of yourself. That's the worst part, a constant and nagging and tangible destroyer of hope and dignity. That's what makes it so maddeningly ironic how hard it might be to find a shower if you have the misfortune to find yourself on the streets. Easy access would be transformational. Like a thief, I would break into local apartment complexes and hotel pools during minimum occupancy times, usually the early mornings, sometimes mid-afternoons. And being careful to avoid detection by groundskeepers and security, I'd quickly shower and then blend in by sunning myself dry. Often, I would be chased out by security. I do not know if word had gone out about me, or if I was just easily identifiable as a vagrant, but I found out rather quickly as time went on that I was more and more unwelcome at more and more local communities. When I ran out of other options, one of my favorite last resorts was to shower outside of a certain children's wading pool in an upscale public park. If you haven't been to this park, it is one of my favorites. There are basketball courts, nature trails, a great picnic area, swings, and a wading pool. Adjacent to the pool is a showering area to make sure all of the children 
have rinsed off properly before and after they enter the wading pool area. This pool and park is in a beautiful area inhabited by some of our city's most influential and exclusive residents. Their lovely enclave is generally free from people on the streets and any undesirables. Very early one beautiful June morning, I decided that I was in need of a shower. I'd been chased out of many of my regular showering spots, and I knew that the waiting pool shower would be available, refreshing and sanitizing. It was. The hot, soapy water streamed through my hair and down my face and body, rinsing up the grime, oiliness, shame, rejection, and homelessness. It ran down my tired legs, pooled around my battered feet, and disappeared into the drain. I picked up my bag and stepped out of the bathhouse, saw the sunrise breaking through the trees, and felt, for a moment, hopeful, clean, normal, and human. Visit speakoutmag.com to read this piece and others for writers facing homelessness. 